This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. This is Josh Chernoff, host of Fight TV's So Says Chernoff, co-host of the Mind of the Meanie podcast and your Retromania ring announcer. You are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. This week, Nintendo announces its latest list of indie game releases from their Indie World Showcase. A previous wrestling game is stepping back into the arena and into game consoles. A new fighting game is coming soon, courtesy of Access Games. And in our final stage, I review Samurai Warriors 5. All this and more as ACMG presents Talk Time Live Extra. Select start. Welcome to the show to give you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extras. Select start with your host, Xavier Josiah. Power up and game on. everybody and welcome back to another game filled episode of select start i am your host xavier josiah what a freaking week this has been and i say this because you have no idea what the hell's been going on in this office during this week all types of hell let me tell you i almost may not have done an episode this week for quite a few reasons one my entire ceiling in my office collapsed like this thing has been a long time coming. I've seen traces of it happening. And lo and behold, and thank goodness nobody was in my office uh, to do this. Now, this was supposed to be, I was supposed to get this repaired quite some time by our building. And we were scheduling a time to get it done. No discredit to them. It just happened. And lo and behold, like while I was out of the office and doing my own thing in another room, this big collapse come down and nothing but debris and, and and pieces of the ceiling like a big gap of the ceiling is there so now i'm just looking at warp like wooden pieces right now you know credit to my building management they actually came immediately like within less than 10 minutes of my call letting them know what happened they came in and, and patched it up and then they're going to be scheduled to uh repair it later on but they patched it up so it wouldn't do what it did again and thank goodness nobody was in here because my god had I been here, had my pets been in here, it could have been instant death for the pets and possibly injure or death for me because the weight on those uh, of the ceiling had a lot of weight to it. So like blunt, blunt weight. <laughs> like if it hits you, it'll concuss or it'll pierce. So I am very fortunate and lucky to be here to do this episode and not have to worry about that or not had to or anybody else being in here at all so i had to deal with that in hindsight with all the dust and debris everywhere uh, believe it or not my computer was somewhat okay my camera which i have in here a lot of my most like valuable things in here didn't get touched at all i was very happy to know that nothing got really extremely damaged there here's a fun fact if any of you that are listening now and invest in stock can i give a little advice invest in legos <laughs> not saying that because the only thing that did get damaged in here there were some things that 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 did encounter the blood the blunt um impact of the fall of the collapse of the ceiling unfortunately one of which was my new uh, controller that I actually reviewed a while back for um, the for my um, Raspberry consoles. So that got done, and that's just a replaceable thing. That's not a big deal. Um, I could go back on Amazon and get that instantly. That's not a problem. My computer was really what I was worried about because it's a new build, just got the build, and didn't want anything happening. Even though. I do have it insured. I do have a warranty on it and stuff like that. So it didn't get touched. It, it, it was only dust in there. It really just like inches away. 
was very fortunate the glass on the on on, on the build and, and the case and everything was is still intact i was just like thank goodness uh because this could have been far worse however believe it or not the lego voltron which was literally in the exact area where the ceiling fell stayed intact and if you had never seen the 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 voltron the lego voltron it's an awesome little uh build it looks just like the voltron um construct the voltron toy when you put it all together legos and it actually transforms and everything i should do a blog uh, i should put it on a blog page for that and it stayed intact everything uh, everything except for like the blue lion leg it kind of went like the, the head went to pieces but i was easily able to find the legos that were close by and put it back together but true indeed that lego voltron was sturdy as all f <laughs> okay i was like i was completely and it was still standing it was still like i couldn't believe that it was just it it met that impact it was just crazy invest in lego that's all i gotta say about that so the other thing that would have stopped me from doing the show was i said that the computer didn't get touched but for some reason the computer shut down completely and stopped working and it was working all day the the day it was running the entire day that the, the collapse happened it was still running still going great next morning come in do a reboot all of a sudden this shuts down completely so luckily i got this build done by micro center here um in philadelphia so i went up to st david's went up there i was hoping that it was nothing major because you know when you bring your computer in when something's wrong you never know exactly what's going on with it you don't know if they have to take it in take it in within a few days or whatever they found out it was the power supply that actually just went dead completely i don't know to what reason why it did but it did luckily it was within warranty he went in replaced it real quick everything worked together we are here today i am still on schedule able to do this show able to do um sunday show able to do the next talk time live exclusive episode coming next week which i'll talk about at the end of the show thank you micro center thank you i was skeptical about ever going to micro center because like for years my good friend chris thomas uh with the late chris thomas i should say would, would you know help with my bills unfortunately i say late because he passed away and now i had to rely on other people so if i'm going to rely on somebody i'm going to rely on somebody who i know even though if i don't trust there's a liability situation happening there as well so I decided to basically, you know, actually just go to them. And I went to them and lo and behold, they were, they were good. They were really good. They got it done fast. They got it out of the way. It's, this thing runs extremely smoothly. And you know, the, it, the power supply, it went dead. I don't to know why, but it happens according to what they say. I've never had, this is the first time I've ever had a dead power supply to just go out on me like that. And now it's all back up we're all back and running we're all here now so thank you micro center and um that's it the one last one thing i want to say is uh i want to give a happy birthday to a good friend of mine pat uh javier and he is a friend of mine who if not for him my love for comics my love for video games my appreciation for music would not be and i probably wouldn't be doing this show uh his birthday is today so you know on that note happy birthday pat and for his birthday for those who are you know on facebook with me and all this stuff i posted uh a video showing the gift that i showed him i actually designed a uh a a heavyweight title for him courtesy of undisputed uh belts who you know you can design any type of design you want and they'll just you know laser it laser etch it onto the actual uh plates and everything and i did something that was in honor of him you know and how much of a brother he's been to me he's been a brother to me i have three four brothers one of which i never met before and three brothers who really wasn't there due to circumstances you know of our of our uh history but pat with my boy my boy pat was there you know when i was young when i was little when i needed somebody to you know roll with and he we used to go out to malls we used to go you know he used to you know go gaming and all this stuff 
and do a lot, you know, and, and, and going to wrestling events and he loves wrestling. So what better way to give him a gift than to give him a gift of a actual title belt? So I looked out for him. He was very happy. You know, a lot of people who are on my Facebook page can actually see that belt and um and in and, and title and in the video that i made for him so happy birthday pat man you are awesome thank you for everything that you've done and enjoy it because you are a true champion now let's talk games people <laughs> i know this was a long rant okay like but it look you gotta understand i had to let this out there was so much going on this week but we got games to talk about people and um some news that came out this week some new releases some new information that came out so let's get started and start with nintendo nintendo had their latest indie um their indie world release which is one of my favorites it's uh it's like their it's it's like their nintendo direct jr because it just it doesn't like involve the triple a games it involves a lot of games from the indie uh from the indie world literally from the indie uh game developers and all this stuff a lot of them are from have been on this show so uh the latest announcement had some games i knew was going to come out eventually because they were out on steam and some that i was surprised and again what makes nintendo so awesome and their nintendo showcases so awesome is that whenever they do showcases there's always a game or two that is already released day of so and, and some big surprises in this one too um bomb rush cyberfunk is a game i'm very much interested in because this is i don't necessarily know if this is a direct sequel to one of the cult classics biggest cult classics ever but if anybody owned a sega dreamcast back in the day you know that one of the most awesome games ever was a game called jet grind radio or jet set radio if, if you got the japan version or whatever um this was a game that had you like it was a funky looking game it reminds me of what um the world ends with you is kind of now it, it had that type of vibe to it and you're a part of a skating group that goes up against these other gangs of skating groups and everything and you're doing all these really really awesome tricks and everything and you know it, it's it's a really cool story mode to it there's um it basically is if like you're a tony hawk fan like when tony hawk was out and that was hot jet grind radio was also like one of the hottest deals out there because you could do some really awesome tricks with it as well and you were running from the cops and you had to you you were doing um graffiti tags all over the place to you know mark your territory and everything it was really awesome and you know that's been a time honored cult classic like people have been wanting to play that game again or do have another game come up well looks like they're getting their wish because like this new game but from the mind in, uh, of uh, Hideki uh, Naganuma is coming back in the form of a game called Bomb Rush Cyberfunk. I don't know if it is a direct sequel, and I think it is because he did do Jet Set Radio or Jet Grind Radio. He was the, he was the guy behind it, the music at best. Um, so I don't know. I think there may be some ties to this. It hasn't been formally, you know, said. Uh, so I, I really don't know, but I am, you know, looking forward to this game. It looks awesome. It looks very, um, much like a throwback of what we loved about the game in the first place, just brought into a HD era now, and it looks awesome. I, I can't wait till that comes out and it's coming out in 2022. They also announced, uh, Axiom Verge, which Axiom Verge 2, which we've been waiting for, for quite some time to come out. Well, not only that they announce it, it, it it's already out day of it is available now so for those who love the original axiom verge uh one uh it's out this is finally here it looks awesome uh this is one of the coolest um metrovania style games that came out when the switch first came out people have been clamoring for this sequel to come out the creator i remember he uh had some he was going through some trials and tribulations involving with his son and you know a lot of people pitched in and, and really you know bought the game and all the proceeds went to his son uh went to his son's medical bills and everything it was really a touching type of situation and th the guy did a hell of a lot to i mean th the game was awesome the, the the game is is very deep is very awesome so 
I guarantee you the second one is going to be just as deep, just as great. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. So it's out now. Go out of your way to check it out. And uh, hopefully everything is all right with his um, with his kid and everything. So uh, what a journey he had to go through. So another uh, game was announced called Eastward, um, which I haven't really ventured into and looked. It's pretty much like a RPG game that uh, that's coming out there. Uh, Toem, which is a really artsy type of uh, 2D side scroller, it looks to be. Uh, it, it actually not even 2D side scroller. It's a 3D. Um, this is a 3D uh, type of another role playing game type of thing, simulation type of deal. So you got that. Shovel Knight is uh, coming out courtesy of Yacht Club Games, another Shovel Knight's game. They're celebrating a anniversary coming up, uh, and they're doing so by coming out with Pocket Dungeon. Pocket Dungeon is their version of, I guess you could say Tetris. I guess you could say Dr. Mario. I guess you could say, um, what is the game? Uh, the Capcom one, um, Puzzle Fighter. You know, I guess you could, you could pretty much call it that. There's, it's part puzzle, part RPG in here. So it's really, I like what they did here. It's about like, you could take control of more than 10 of your favorite heroes from Shovel Knight universe, each with their own unique power in place so it is playing off more like puzzle fighter than anything um you're entering a world where uh, falling blocks uh with dungeon crawling twist in there so i like it it looks awesome i actually am still waiting for their um i don't know the status of shovel knight dig which is going to be their like super nintendo version of shovel knights and it plays like uh steam world dig i'm still waiting for that i don't i don't know what is the hold up with that one i really really am dying to play that one so uh, another game that I knew this was one of the games that I knew when I saw that it was announced for the for the Steam or for Steam that is eventually going to come out on consoles and come out for the Nintendo Switch. Metal Slug Tactics has been announced to come to the Switch in 2022. I am very much looking forward to that. Uh, I am a Metal Slug fan. I do love this Metal Slug games. They're a lot of fun. But I also like real-time strategies and depending on which one it is and what I like, I'm down with it. And you know, Metal Slug and real-time strategy, it really does make sense and it matches up. So I, I'm looking forward to this. This is awesome that uh that there that this is gonna be the works because it's not just SNK working on this. Dotemu is working on this. They're partnering with SNK for this and making this game. So I thought that was really interesting that they're getting the rights to use their characters and be able to create this really awesome uh, real-time strategy battle. So it's it's really cool. I'm, I'm very much going to be uh, interested in that. A new Tetris game is coming out called Tetris Connected, which is supposed to be taking you, you know, your love for Tetris into a whole new dimension of gameplay and visuals and such like that. So that's coming out. Uh, another game called Far. In fact, uh, Tetris is coming out in October, by the way. I should mention that. October 8th. Um, this other game called Far Changing Tides. Uh, it's coming out in 2022. Looks like a big epic uh, 3D adventure game coming out. So you got that. You got Loop Hero, which is coming out in uh, 2021 later. Uh, winter 2021. Uh, Boyfriend Dungeon, which is out now. This is, uh, I believe this is a sim. This is pretty much a no, it's a no, it looks like a it is part sim. It is part sim. It looks like a um, rogue like uh, game with some sim, you know, deals with some sim uh, type dating sim type, you know, gameplay in there as well. Necro uh, Bar uh, Barista Final Pour. This is a updated version of the uh, of the original game where you're going to be able to you're going to be able to edit storylines and everything and and you know do a hell of a lot in this one so that's coming out and what did they say the 21st for this uh no it actually is out now it is out now as well as islanders is out uh now as well garden story is out as well this uh looks like another rpg type of uh element right here and uh i don't understand the just of this one but it just look it looks like uh pretty much your old school top down zelda type of experience so there are some R rpg elements to it um astronaire coming january 20 uh 2022 slime reacher 
Portable Edition out now. Also out now is Curious Expedition 2, 100 Days Winemaking Simulation. So that is uh, gonna be out winter 2021. And Gang Beats um, is coming out to, uh, 2021 as well. Lumberjack coming out 2022. So they had some pretty interesting uh, indie games scheduled for the Switch just uh, this time around. But my biggest focus, I think I want to go with um, the bomb rush cyberpunk cyberpunk shovel knights metal gear uh metal slug tactics uh axiom verge i may actually pick up you know sometime around i axiom verge is so deep that like it's one of those games that you're gonna have to pay attention to like consistently you're gonna want to you can't play anything else <laughs> you got you got to focus on that game that game is going to suck you right into it it is going to be a not to mention it's challenging too so um that one i might get in a later date but i'm very much looking forward to uh those games and among all of these lists right here so that is pretty good that is pretty good in my take um you know it, it was i liked it i liked the showcase wasn't the best of them but they had some good things that i thought it was going to be interesting here all right, let's switch on to wrestling. One of my favorite subjects, especially when it, and, and the, when it involves games. So it was announced that uh, a game called Action Arcade Wrestling is coming out. And I thought this was a new wrestling game at first. And I looked at the trailer and I saw the trailer and I'm, I saw the trailer on I, um, IGN.com. And when I saw the trailer, I was like, this art style looks very familiar because I've seen this art style before in a game called Chikara. And it looks a hell of a lot like Chikara, everything from it. So I never really played the Chikara game, but I've always seen, you know, trailers and in, 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 in screen, you know, uh, screen uh, pics of it. And then I look further, I go into the website here and apparently it is formerly known as Chikara action arcade wrestling so for those who aren't wrestling fans and don't know this game was once called chikara based on a philadelphia indie promotion of the same name it was their way to get into the video game world but this game only premiered and appeared in uh mobile uh systems so i mean i i knew right there i was like i wasn't going to be playing this so all right so here's the situation Chikara is no more. Chikara was owned by a man named Mike Quackenbush. Mike Quackenbush was the owner, creator, and booker of Chikara Pro Wrestling. The reason why Chikara Pro Wrestling is no longer around is because he has been cited with some allegations involving some sexual misconduct uh, issues. And in fact, and in fact, they were told to be true. Hence why there is no more Chikara. And a lot of the wrestlers that were uh, wrestling in that uh, in that promotion is now in AEW and many other places as well. Um, Orange Cassidy, I believe, is one of them in there. But, you know, at the time, they, nobody knew about these situations and then behind the scenes of what he was doing. And it's unfortunate because Mike Quackenbush was actually a pretty good uh, wrestler. And Chikara was always said to be a real and he used to train wrestlers too and i think that's where the situation gets a little uh tricky with that um you can google the jakara pro wrestling situation it'll come up but they uh unfortunately it, it's been uh defunct as a result of uh the allegations and stuff the what was so cool and different from about jakara was like it wasn't great in terms of um production but it was awesome because they had it was like comic booky type of thing where it was like a very luchador type thing but the characters are always portrayed as comic book characters so they were a little bit over the top but the wrestling was always great so uh, a lot of comedy you know like type of features in there so he made a deal with this company to you know come out with this game and it did for a lot for a nice little dawn this game is not new by any stretch it's new to anybody who hasn't played it on a mobile so now that Chikara is no longer, these guys decided to use the engine, take the name of Action Arcade Wrestling, AAW, and, you know, put it onto consoles finally. So now 
people who have not been able to play it will now be able to play this this wacky arcade game which is coming soon to it's available now on uh playstation 4 and xbox but it will be coming soon to nintendo switch and what it is basically it is a arcade sim type of wrestling game meaning there are some things that are in there that you will never see ever in an actual like you won't see this in, in in any uh well actually that's not true you did see some of these over-the-top antics on um wwe 2k19 where your character can have like a thunderous hand and he can like kind of hit you with a power move or whatever like that it is they do this and just take it to the extreme um you will be able to use powers you will be able to you know customize your characters and all this stuff um you know the key features for what i'm reading here is like retro gameplay actions uh sophistication intuitive two button control yeah so this this is a very arcadey type of game because it's just two button you don't you're not going to be utilizing all of your buttons to do a whole bunch of stuff unfortunately because i kind of like that and that's why that's why i love about retro um mania wrestling here so you got two button uh controls allow players to of all ages and skill levels to easily jump in an arcade mayhem uh a match for every style over 25 playable uh game modes are planned including one-on-one tag team three-man match four-way match four to ten elimination match uh tornado tag battle royal and more uh roster of extraordinary wrestlers choose from 30 plus unique superhero like wrestlers that you won't find anywhere else and i've seen them and it yeah but old school flair 3d cell shade visuals uh bring a vibrant throwback arcade look that captures the outrageous and colorful past of uh, wrestling games not necessarily <laughs> not really animated madness over 700 handcrafted animations and perfectly captured uh the movement and antics that make aaw unique now the thing is the funny thing is, is that like they have the rights to the move sets that they have from Chikara. So there's possibly some wrestling moves from some wrestlers that you see today on maybe AEW or even WWE or Impact or whatever like that. Like Orange Cassidy's moves are probably here because I think he was Fire Ant or something like that in that promotion to that stretch. Uh, customizations galore. Freak um, creation suite puts. Why did they have to point it out as free? Uh, that's weird. I just said you had a creation suite like it's it's kind of kind of us expected that they would have a free i don't know i don't again this is the mobile version so you probably guess that they probably charge people i don't know a free creation suite puts the uh puts more creative power into your hands loads of wrestlers arenas and available uh including body morphing text uh texture uploads that's cool uv mapping move sets uh assignments and physique based accessories and more now i saw some of what they did i don't know how deep the creative suite is and that's where i usually love getting into and what selections they have or whatnot um i mean the whole thing to me in, in terms of you know continuity i'll have to see i am interested in getting this game um getting this game as opposed to like wrestling empire which just looks it just looks so bad it looks so bad and not from a visual standpoint because the visual is like old school like aki engine style for that game but just i played this the demo the control scheme and everything just like i get it one guy is doing it and that, that that's not a good thing one like at this point that dude should md dicky or whatever the hell his name is he should now try to seek other people to help him out that's why retro mania wrestling was so awesome because Mike Herman went out of his way to acquire some great developers to help him create a great game based on a classic. It's great that you got to do what you did that far, but imagine if you had more people working with with you, Dicky. Like, I feel like that game, that that Empire game, has so much potential. But at the end of the day, it's it's the fluid. There's no fluidity in terms of gameplay in there. It's all these collision crashes and everything. I can't deal with it this looks a little like a little bit more solid but it still looks a little bit more limited at the same time so i'm really interested in seeing how this goes so um yeah I, i'll give this a try when it comes out 
So it, not a, spe a specific date for this, but it, it is definitely coming in uh, later uh, in 2021. So there you have it there. Next bit of news is for fighting game fans, which is me. Axis Games announced uh, not too long ago that a game is, um, will be coming out. Um, they announced it in May, but now we're starting to see more things. They just put out a trailer. I had no idea about this, but I'm very excited about this because it is a nostalgic retro inspired 2D pixel art fighter. Uh, and I'm saying like, if you look at the, the actual, you know, uh, trailer to this, it reminds me of the old school pixel style of SNK versus Capcom. You know, and the fact that Access Games is going to be a part of this, I am really, really excited as to what this will have to this uh, has to offer here. Um, I've been saying it for quite some time. We have been deprived of some new fighting games. The last fighting game that we actually had was Guilty Gear Strive, which was absolutely tremendous. And since I don't know any other fighting games that are coming out in 2021, I don't see any other fighting game that will be beating this game. And the the lack of fighting games this for the last few years has been crazy you know they they claims there are people claims that has been is a growing interest like no we've been starving for new fighting games blazing strike is this game that's coming out from axis games uh who is working alongside with developers rare breed um is you know i it, is it looks really awesome it looks really cool this game, there's not too much detail into this, but there, it's, it's going to feature a four button uh, system with uh, six normal attacks, light, medium, heavy punches, kicks, uh, as well as three defense uh, moves, block, guard, parry. So think Street Fighter 3. A rush trigger enables fighters to execute uh, pass, fast paced attacks and movements. But using it while uh will slowly drain your rush meter so there's some there i like the handicap in this whole thing uh sending the characters into a temporary groggy state so i love this this is really i, I like the sound of that this allows players to execute ex, uh, exciting combos while having to manage uh the rush meter the game will include a lot of play modes here and which i like too uh story mode arcade mode versus mode training sparring online matches uh via personal ai and uh some online play so uh unfortunately we're not going to be able to play this till 2020 but i am happy to know that it will be available on all consoles including nintendo switch so uh i am excited about that i just think that we need way more fighting games right now because uh I'm, i've been deprived i like fighting games because they're they're a lot easier to play is easy open fast paced you know i love the games i've been playing for the last few weeks but there's a lot of time investment into these games and when you're like trying to crush through and thank goodness this is pretty much what i do on a norm you know if you imagine if you're trying to you know somebody else you know who doesn't do and review these things you're like you got to crash course these things like for hours on end trying to play every single game and trying to get you know finish it or get it enough about it to know what you like and what you don't like and it's so it's it's uh i always like a good fighting game because it's quick fast paced easy you know some it could be deep and not too deep at the same time so i'm looking forward to that in 2022 which is i guess uh only a few months away i can i can be patient there and who knows what else is coming out for sure last bit of news uh sticking with the fighting game uh genre uh i haven't i don't think i spoke about this last time but Street Fighter announces the, their final DLC game, uh, DLC for the uh, game. I swear to goodness they said this already. I swear to goodness that I heard that the last season pass was the final season pass. I don't know. But Luke is an MMA fighter who packs a mean punch. I watched this trailer. I was like, oh God, another guy with a boxing uh, deal. But no, no, behold, it's the um, it's the five ounce gloves so uh i i'm all i'm all into this i am all into him with this his move sets consist of uh projectile powers along with elbow moves knees um and kicks uh he's coming out in november also coming out is aura oro from street fighter 3 akira from rival schools damn it why they i wish batsu was going in there but who knows 
uh and, and all of them will be be released later this month so um and dan and rosa are already out so i am hoping that this is the uh, this is a means to finally start working on street fighter 5 uh, street fighter 6 if they haven't already so stay tuned for that and of course next week marvel avengers comes with black panther war of wakanda so i'm looking forward to that one too so folks that will do it for this portion of the show we're going to take a break come back and in our final stage i will review samurai warriors 5. how did this fare as we go through the life of noble naga oda we'll find out right after this ladies and gentlemen this is dax xavier josiah the host of acmg presents talk time live the podcast you want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime comics movies and games such as this is miley Flanagan, the voice of naruto this is stephanie shea the voice of sailor moon this is ruben langdon voice of ken masters and dante from devil may cry hey there this is kyle abear the voice of ryu from street fighter 5 this is chris battle character designer of teen titans go here's your chance to check out all of that and more on talk time live Live.com. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! Welcome back to the final stage of this program, and I am here to review Samurai Warriors 5, Koei Tecmo's latest edition of the quote-unquote Dynasty Warriors uh, series. And, you know, Samurai Warriors is based on a Japanese... Well, actually, it was more fictional at first, if I was correct. And this, I believe... I don't know. I'm, I've Admittedly, I haven't played all of the Samurai Warriors games, but I truly believe that they've really focused on a actual historical figure more than it was just a fictional storyline this time around and you go back to the to the sengoku period where uh nobunaka oda you know was uh around you know reigning yeah if depending on which you know story that you hear nobunaga oda is a name that you've seen if you're a gamer and if you play like a ton of games that were based on japanese history like unimusha and and uh i forgot there's some there's a lot of other games that involves uh nobunaga in there but he's always known as the demon lord one of the most treacherous uh you know warriors or warlords of J of the feudal japan era so while i was playing this game and it tells the story that the the I don't know to what end to what sense is the real telling of the story to the fictional side but i know it's a, it's a blurred lines of both in here um there are some real you know the the uh characters in the game are all real um but the storytelling of how he became the demon lord is was very interesting here and it threw me off because i didn't know what exactly i knew we were gonna have you know it was going to talk about his his uh his journey to becoming demon lord but i didn't know to what end so i'm playing this game and going through the story which takes place at this end and during the sengoku period um when social order started to extend across japan and you know the war rages around that time and here you have a young nobunaga oda in here and he comes off more like a good guy a hero a, an, an influencer if you will and he does so and he gathers all these different you know people from history his his closest friends his you know people that he trusts and people that he's uh you know associated with to help him you know the rise of you know his empire and which started out to be a civil justice type of journey turns really dark <laughs> here so i mean you got he's he's aligning himself with like different you know clans and armies and whatnot he associates himself with you know he's married by uh you know he's married to uh this woman named no i don't know if i'm pronouncing that right but you know is it like an arranged type of situation he has lords and retainers that he's you know going along with um 
you know and you know just a whole but his brother is a part of this as well just all these different connections that are along with it you also tell this also tells the story of um mitsuhide uh ikechi as well which is a his longtime partner uh that he works with throughout time so you get to see how their story progresses together you do get a chance to see uh, a catchy side uh, of the story as well in his perspective of how things go but as you get further into the story you start to see a change with nobunaga especially due to the circumstances of uh the events that has happened and the loss that he's uh that he's had throughout his, his journey in these wars so much to the point that you know the people that that he entrusted decided to you know turn the other cheek and go the other way because they didn't agree with his new philosophies or anything think about it if nobunaga i hate to say it you know hip-hop fans nobunaga's kind of kanye <laughs> when you really see this if you really look at it to that perspective kanye was a guy that everybody loved because he was just all on the right path he was you know we we you know we thought he was you know for the people and to some extent he may think he's for the people but his direction just goes elsewhere you know it, it's the magneto situation too it's like you know magneto thinks that he is doing right for his community but he's going about it the wrong way kanye's kind of the same way in a sense but somewhere along the way things got things changing not everybody agreed with his ways so they kind of parted ways and he kind of felt you know a, a you know a bit about that so in hindsight like kanye is hip-hop's no, uh, nobunaga oda <laughs> in this case so you know what's so bad about this the game is actually pretty good but i still feel that it is a bit stale in comparison to the other uh dynasty warrior style games that they had in the past like the visuals is the best visuals that you'll ever see in any dynasty warrior uh style game that um that koi tecmo has made but in terms of gameplay and, and stuff like that it's like i've seen this gameplay before there's nothing that really sticks out as greatly as it uh as it did before but it's still you know really enjoyable to play and you know what even worse I kind of wonder if my my feelings for this game would have been better had I not played Neo The World Ends With You first because I wound up playing that game first and remember they both came out on the same day which was like damn I wish just give me some time to breathe so I can at least play both these games I'm going back to back so I just finished playing The World Ends With You and I was extremely impressed with that game and then I get this and I'm like, I'm not getting the same type of feeling that I did with Neo, even though they're different games, but they all do kind of have similar, you know, hack and slash type of games with techniques and all the stuff there. So it's not it, the innovation for this game is not in there that I saw from that game. And I hate to compare and contrast the two, but the overall gameplay enjoyment and entertainment factor world ends with you. You know, it was just there. This one was like, OK. This is just a, you know, your normal everyday Dynasty Warrior style game with your normal story. Now, the story does get way more engaging when Nobunaga goes into maturity level. You know, when he switches from young Nobunaga to older, the Nobunaga that we all know and hear about, the Demon Lord in here. And that's when it, the story starts to really, really develop because you see these changes and, you know, everybody's talking about these changes that he's had and such like that. And, um, and then also there's another awesome thing about this which which makes this a very significant title here um so not only that let me let me go on the list that because they got 27 samurai warriors to take in the battlefield right now and i believe there's going to be more dlc characters coming soon uh in this game but one of the most significant characters in this game without a doubt is Yasuke. Yasuke. Um, Yasuke, a real, a real life guy, or he was. Yasuke, for those who don't know, but if you watch the um, the Netflix series, you probably know this name. Yasuke is Nobunaga's retainer. He is a man from Africa. He is the first African to possibly ever have uh, 
you know, lived in Japan and and, and, and ever been in Japan. He was he, he was brought in by Nobunaga, who felt that he had something within him. He took Nobunaga took him under his wing and became a uh, Yasuke became a samurai and his pretty much almost like his right hand man. Now, what I love about this and it's so on point is that when you play as Yasuke, which, by the way, I was so eager. I've been wanting to play him so much and it takes you up to like for those who don't know, because if you're like like me, who really digs the idea that there was a black samurai in Japan during the feudal era of Sengoku. That's extremely, extremely interesting. And it's the fact that it is a real it's uh, he's a real dude. There really was a dude named Yasuke in Japan that was working with Nobunaga. That was legit. Um, and that's what that anime on Netflix is based upon. It's it's just amazing. And for the first time ever, we have a black character on any. I swear to goodness, I don't recall a seeing a black character on any Dynasty Warrior, any Warriors Orochi, any uh, Samurai Warrior games till now. This is the very first time you've seen a black character and, and Dynasty Warrior has been around forever. Now, granted, Dynasty Warrior is based on, you know, Chinese history. I don't expect that to happen. And, uh, you know, it makes sense. Um, Samurai Warrior, if if they were basing it on, you know, Japanese history, we haven't seen this guy up until now. But then there's all the other game titles and everything too, like the, the the spawns of the Dynasty Warrior games. We never got a chance to see it. This is the very first time they're celebrating this guy in this game, and he is no joke. He is absolutely no joke. You know what I love about him too is this is is the appropriation of him. He looks awesome. I love the gear. I love the actual costume design. I love the hair. Um, what I also love is that he's taller than everybody in Japan because it was like. There's no way that they would be able to do this character. And this dude is not tall because like people in Japan, there are rarely, rarely any six foot dudes in Japan. They are roughly five feet at best. There are some who are like just insanely like, you know, masculine and muscular, but none of them are like at, at six feet like this dude here to them is like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And I looked at this, I'm like, he better not be like the same size, the same height as everybody here. No, he is a giant of a man and not like, not like overly high, um, you know, tall, but I think appropriately tall enough that like, it's obvious like this dude is, it, it, it's, it's so appropriate. I, I love the scaling and appropriation of him. It's really cool. So he's in the game and apparently like he mastered the Japanese language very easily. Um, it's really cool, but that, I, but it's really interesting that Nobunaga took him during the time when he was older. And it, you know, he was a former slave too. So I don't know to what extent how he, uh, I got to read up on his whole entire history, but nonetheless, he's in here. I finally got a chance to play him. He does not disappoint. I love him in the game and they're really highlighting him too. Um, they, there's the chapter is kind of really focusing on him, uh, you know, and uh, introduces him really well as in there as well. And they, and they treat him with respect. And I love that as well. There's nothing stating that, you know, he was treated with misconduct or whatever. Um, and there's and even more the there's another there's another uh, DLC wave coming as well, which is going to have a little bit of a story mode based on him. You know, with him wanting to train with um, Nobunaga, I believe it's called How to Be a Warrior. It says Yusuke and uh, Takugawa learn more about being a warrior by training with uh, a master in the field in order to find out about the ways of, uh, of the samurai. So this is we're seeing his history being sought, too. And, you know, kudos to the, to the uh, character designer. He looks awesome. He looks fantastic. Speaking of other DLC waves that are coming, this is the reason why I brought the ultimate pack or whatever the these pack, which came with the season pass and all the other DLC. That's come. There's a lot of cool DLC in this game. There is a lot of cool DLC in this game from a standpoint like you get extra really powerful weapons that will be coming soon. The horses that you acquire, you um, 
all through the game you can buy different horses to ride and you you know you level them up to be faster and a little bit more powerful have some type of a different skill or whatnot um but if you get the ultimate pack or you know if you get the full pack uh with the season pass and everything you'll get these extra cool looking horses and all this stuff and each pack is going to have a different horse it's going to have different weapons and everything to that nature and all of them are pretty well designed too and i love the design i think the one thing i the, the one negative i had for this game i maybe two one it wasn't innovative enough because some of the features that it has it are i've already seen before in other game in the other versions of this game but when you use the additional weapon sets like the uh, dochi uh chaos sewer for for instance that uh, i give to nobunaga when he does his his um ultimate attack or whatnot it goes back to his old sword his original sword and not like his actual his, his actual uh regular sword like he if he does his hyper attack or whatever you'll see the regular sword and not the traditional sword that you actually get a chance to see but or if even his ultimate attack as well um but nonetheless it's that was my only negative to it but otherwise the game is I mean, it's pretty fun but it's pretty fun um but learning about the history of nobunaga is very interesting as well the story i think was is a pretty good strong point the visuals is pretty much a good strong point here too i do like using the hyper attacks because um even if you you know use them once you can constantly use it you know it's an action that you can use uh with great distance while attacking enemies and um you can keep using it you know deplete depletes your whole entire gauge but it comes back every single time you can keep using it more times than once um actually that's the hyper attack that's the actual main attack i was referring to the ultimate uh skill you get these ultimate skills that are powerful and it'll, it will get you through a bind too especially if you're like uh on a roadblock full of uh people like troops and, and armies with uh shields and everything knocked them right out there are four types of ultimate uh skills that you require um and you can customize them as well and that's the really cool part like once you start leveling up your character you will acquire more ultimate skills and then you can you know mix and match to see which one you like the best and which one will help you through the maps that you go through and everything and like they'll they'll uh you'll use them once and they'll just refill the gauge will refill back up again and uh you just use them again so and then you got your pulse attacks as well so it's the ultimate attack suited for uh continuous combos and such so that's the one thing i did like is that when unlike other dynasty warrior games or even warriors orochi games using the x buttons was not a means for just a just one strong attack you can actually use a combo consisting of using the x button which is like the heavy attack button you know most dynasty warrior games is the light attack you know followed by the strong attack this time around they do allow you to use the strong attack for more combos and the more like i said the more you level up the better chance that you'll be able to um gain more combo attacks using the x button and some of them are really cool too and all of the weapons and powers and everything um is really awesome the one thing i haven't seen is a collection of different weapons which is something i would normally see in the dynasty warrior game too um not too much this time it doesn't seem that they are providing a collection of really awesome looking weapons this time around at least not yet so that is the one thing i you know would say is something that i would like for them to do more or less but um overall i'd like the game i don't think it's i don't think it's the best dynasty warrior like game or um what do they call that moso game that i've ever played i would probably right now my favorite of all dynasty warrior you know style games probably would go to breath of the wild right now i think breath of the wild is a lot more fun but in terms of visuals this game is awesome and if you want to learn more about nobunaga oda i think out of every game that involves um nobunaga in here i think this one provides so much more telling of his history and story maybe in a fictional way but you still get to learn a little bit more about you know what went on with his uh life and everything and then also the you know they have a lot they you know, there's a lot of options that allow you to learn more about all of their history um hitori hanzo as well as in here as well I, I don't know if hitori hanzo was actually a real character i gotta look that up as well 
I always thought that he was a fictional character, but he might be real. I need to look up my uh, look up Japanese history uh, myself and do research. But I always liked that they have him on there because I was always a her um Hattori Hanzo fan, rather from um Samurai Showdown or Kill. I'm thinking that he is real because he's been seen and talked about in in movies, video games, all that stuff uh as well. And I think the throw off for me is like he was in Kill Bill. <laughs> so I, that was kind of the throw off to me as to whether he was a fictional character or not. But um yeah, man, I, I overall like it, it's it's a good telling. If you want to learn more about Nobunaga Oda, I don't know if this is like the truest source to go by, but it's a fun, you know, fictional kind of blurred lines tell, you know, story of Nobunaga's journey of, you know, in, in, in the in the kind of the turning of the becoming the demon lord Nobunaga, who becomes, you know, a treacherous, you know, you know, warlord, if you will, or leader, if you will, throughout the time and how people, you know, decided to walk away from him or still join with him, but are still questioning his, their allegiance with him. It's that's the real interesting story. And then, of course, like I say, Yasuke is on here. You know, if you're a person like me who were like fascinated with this, this, uh, this part of history, uh, this part of black history, if you will, <laughs> then this is another reason why to get this game. So, uh, overall, I think I enjoy it. Not the best, but if I give it a grade, it will be a solid B for me. Uh, if you're a fan of the Samurai Warrior series, definitely this is a game worth getting. You know, another add to your collection. Uh, I think it's the best Samurai Warriors game they actually had, but not in terms of the best Dynasty Warriors style game um, that has ever come out. So it's a definite step up. I just think there's something missing that is making it really worth checking out and playing. It's a lot more options too in this game uh, that you could check out too. I mean, there's these um, the uh, main story mode that you could use and, and level up your characters with as well. Um, there's also the citadel mode which you uh use to strengthen your castle and defenses and everything in your castle and you go through these different simulated modes where you're defending the castle and once you do you get materials to build a stronger fort and stronger headquarters and all this stuff as well so there's a lot there's a lot of stuff you could do in this game it, it will have you playing and fun for hours it just if you want a really light-hearted you know just pick up and play game this definitely is a game for you um if you're looking for it in terms of like finding a dynasty warrior game that gives you a overall deep impact and investment this is still good but there are better ones out there right now so yeah definitely give this a b but go out of your way check it out regardless it's out now and uh more dlc coming up including the 19th uh the next set is coming next week so stay tuned for that and much much more ladies and gentlemen that will do it for this edition of Select Start. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Thank you very much. Again, happy birthday to my boy, Pat. Hope he's enjoying himself, uh, the true champion that he is. Um, this week is going to be crazy. Um, I'm going to try to go to the movies to see Free Guy. Um, and if that's the case, that will be the Sunday. That'll be the Sunday show. If I can't do it, then also I believe what is coming out this week is the new Evangelion movie, which is available on Amazon, which I believe is coming out today or tomorrow. I believe so. I'll, I'll pick, figure that out. But either way, one of them will be uh, be the main talk topic of the week, along with my thoughts on Titans, the first three episodes that appeared on HBO Max and woohoo. Boy, they, look, we got a lot to talk about on Sunday. And um, as well as the premiere episode of Marvel's What If, which a lot of people are talking about right now, because after that tease of a uh, of an episode, there are a lot of people who are anchoring for a new Peggy Carter series from there. So we're going to talk about all that and much, much more. Folks, thanks again. Of course, you can check out this episode and all episodes on TalkTimeLive.com. You can find uh, the podcast episodes there. You can go check out the uh my video interviews you could check out all of the content there new blogs i got uh the newest blog for uh the ryake uh ryaki uh ramen spot that i went to i got another blog coming up very soon with a new figure an unbox if you will that's coming up probably sometime next week um but also coming next week is my latest 
Talktown Live exclusive with the return of the man known as Chamba. Chamba, Jeffrey Cruz, is returning to the show to talk about his awesome new work on Marvel's Avengers book for Marvel Comics entitled Tech on Avengers. If you like manga, if you like Marvel, they're coming back and merging themselves together with this awesome book uh, drawn and illustrated by Chamba himself. If you like this stuff on Street Fighter with Udon Entertainment, you're going to love what he got for this. So stay tuned for that. That's coming next week. Uh, hopefully we get on the ground. Hopefully nothing, my whole entire place doesn't fall apart. <laughs> we'll get this all jumping and going. So stay tuned for that as well as much, much more. I believe next week too, like I said, Marvel uh, Avengers World Wakanda is coming out uh, Tuesday. So I most likely will be reviewing that. And then following that, I believe I have some, a new one. Um, dodgeball academia and what is the other one uh blaster master zero so uh those two games i will be working on and then following that as well we also got um no more heroes 3 finally coming out the 27th so stay tuned for that as well i'm so looking forward to that one uh if you saw the trailer to that you're you're hype if you've played the other two you should be hyped for this so uh i'm looking forward to it all so stay tuned for that and much, much more. And if you want to subscribe and download on your favorite podcast platform, you could do so on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, TuneIn, Audible, uh, Pocket Cast, Pandora, and of course, all of our people in the Tumblr community as well. So thank you guys so much. So that will do it for me. On behalf of myself, this is Dax Xavier Josiah saying learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am out of here. Take care and be safe, everybody. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.